Live from Mott's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie, this is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. It is Kenny and Heilprin live from Monk's Bar and Grill. Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. Happy Thursday, everybody. There's no Zach Heilprin. He will not be cringing at the way I say the days of the week. Former Wisconsin offensive lineman Bill Nagy is back with us, though. Bill, how are you? I'm great. It's, it's Kenny and Nagy tonight. It is. Uh, and, I mean, obviously... Yeah. Zach would have liked to be here because we have had a whirlwind of stuff happen. Ton of where, stuff. I mean, we're on air twice a week, and we record podcasts when things happen anyway. But this week, I, I feel like every time I've gone on to talk, there's been too much happen to actually cover. Where there's the Luke Fickle hire, which we discussed. There's Jim Leonard not returning, which we'll get into uh, tonight. There's the OC hire. There's some transfer portal news. It, it's insane. I guess starting with the OC hire and the most recent news to come, what are your first thoughts? Because Phil Longo comes from North Carolina. He is a traditional, he's from an air raid concept. He obviously has put his own mark on it, and he's had a lot of success in North Carolina. It is far from anything Wisconsin has ever been. What do you think about what Fickle's done in his first big move? I think it's an interesting hire. I'm excited about it. I think everybody gets the air raid perception that all of a sudden Wisconsin's going to start throwing the ball you know 50 times a game and that's not what it's going to be if you look back at UNC they were pretty balanced it was about 50 50 and I still think that they're going to be able to bring some of the physicality and be able to run the ball um, as well as you're going to see some new some innovative things it's it's uh, going from zero to 100 right and I think that's where people are still trying to wrap wrap their mind around it i feel like summer all the way in oh this is amazing now they'll actually throw the ball or you know now there's a throwing threat and now they're going to go compete at the highest level and who's going to throw well that's the question and i i guess my first big takeaway is the biggest positive i think this brings is now wisconsin is at least somewhat of a destination for top quarterbacks where before that might not have been a system, and Graham Mertz obviously was a highly rated recruit, but let's say in the portal. Let's say you're a guy that maybe won't win a starting job because there's a top quarterback or you're young. This is now a system where you could shine because we look through his, his career, Longo's career. You're talking about Sam Howell. You're talking about Drake May now at UNC where he's had great track record at quarterback, and those guys put up crazy numbers. Well, I so, think it's also how a lot of these guys are developing at the high school level too, right? And it's something that is going to attract, it's going to be fun. We talk about quarterbacks, but I think you also have to look at some of the other skill positions too. Like you're going to get you know, more looks at some top receivers. And I think we've gotten, and obviously you, know, you could go either way. Mertz was a high, highly rated recruit. We've got some decent quarterbacks in the past. But the reality is I think the skill position is where it's going to go to a whole new level. Have you seen the movie The Departed by any oh, chance? of course. One of I, my favorites. My favorite movie of all time. Yeah, one of the best. I often quote it. I was recently in a setting where no one had seen it, and my quote just went totally out the window. So someone ordered a, 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 yeah. a cranberry-based drink, and I referenced the you know cranberry juice. But a big line in that movie is, Qui bono, who benefits? And it's followed by another line that I cannot say on air. But Qui bono with everything that's gone on, yes, 
they're probably going to get better quarterback play. But if I look at this team right now, going into next season, and this will show you going forward who benefits the most that's on the team, it's Keontes Lewis, who has the speed and the size to be a big piece of that offense. It's the other receivers, Chimray DK, Skyler Bell. It's also Braylon Allen, where now you could be talking about more space up the middle and more running lanes and maybe a little more spread out where they're not as much running against eight, nine-man boxes. Um, and from an O-line perspective, which obviously is your specialty, I'm curious the most to see what's different in terms of line and, A, what the preparation is like, but also what they face. Because yeah, when I, they go play Iowa now, right, like we watched that game, they right. were facing guys running at every angle and every gap. I'm sure that has to change at least a little bit. Well, I think when you, you started, you said better quarterback play, right? And I think where it comes down to is just creating the best matchups is – using the space using you know cleaning up the box a little bit getting better looks i don't think it changes from a preparation standpoint i still think the fundamentals are the same you can still be a physical run game the blocks don't change the preparation the preparation doesn't change it's just the looks that you're going to see are going to be a lot different so when we talk about your reaction and i have a couple reservations which i've expressed and I want to get to those in a second before I start to throw the big bucket of cold water. I, the reaction is excitement, right? Because maybe it's a change in something new. What do you think is there in terms of maybe getting a little bit away from what Wisconsin has done well forever and the risk that's associated with it? You know, I think you could arguably say, you know, done well forever. But the last couple of years, I don't think they've been able to run the ball like they have wanted to in the past, right? So I think there is just a, a needed change just in general. Um, so from a, a philosophy standpoint, I think it's going to put those players in a better position to succeed. That's the way I see it. And I think it's going to play to their strength. It's going to clean things up. Because on the best play possible, there's always going to be one individual unblocked. No matter what the personnel is, no matter what the box is, it's just going to be able to bring the space element and create better matchups. And that's what some of the best defensive coordinators do. It's create one-on-one -on -one matchups. If you can win that, you're going to set the players up for success. And I think that's what you have to do from an offensive standpoint. So that's kind of what I love. Uh, if I had to point to the thing that makes me uh, the most excited is we've seen defensive coordinator turned head coaches fail in the past around the country when they're a defensive coordinator and coach, and that's their focus. Like, I, I would look at Texas A&M, where Jimbo Fisher's offense is just a complete disaster, um, where there are coaches that somewhat neglect that side of the ball, I would say, and think that, okay, I could just do it based on defense. Look at Iowa. Like, freaking Kirk Ferentz has his son there, and their offense has been a disaster. Where the fact that Luke Fickle is going to get one of the rising stars at OC – to put it in his hands, uh, the offense that is, and kind of to try to run a program not like maybe you could 15 years ago, where, okay, like, yeah, I'm a head coach, I'm a defensive guy, but I'm going to bring in another offensive guy and have him put his own mark, if well, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's what good coaches, good administrators do, is they hire good assistants and they let them coach, and they let them do their thing, and I think it's only going to help the defense that Fickle brings in too because the reality is is that's more of the offense that you're going to see so from a practice standpoint 
um, going to get better there. And I compare it to a little bit what Ohio State has done. Like, they still run the ball. They can still be physical up front. <laughs> they still produce sometimes very solid offensive lines yeah. and offensive linemen for that. But they can also spread it out and put some of the athletes in really good positions. But I, I think what Fickle's doing is he's, he's – doing his due diligence putting the best people in place and just letting them let them run with it and yeah you hope to see that so the offense is going to be different and this is where i'm a little stuck on trying to project where the pace is different this is not a classic wisconsin like the the air raid idea of ball control mike leach has said at least from his perspective kind of one of the fathers of it is if we could score and it takes the other team longer to score, that's our version of ball control. Would this be a system offensively that you would want to play in? Yeah, absolutely. And I think this tailors, believe it or not, more to the NFL game, right? It's easier to be able to run block opposed to being out in space and being able to pass protect. And the reality is if you want to go to the next level, like you're going to have to be able to protect that $40 million asset that's behind you right everybody can run block in the nfl um it's fun but the reality is is that it's not uh the game at the next level yeah definitely i i guess the biggest key to me and where my reservation comes is you mentioned ohio state and yeah they run something like this and i will note it has not worked when it's 10 degrees and 40 mile an hour winds like at northwestern which is a weird place anyway but just you know all that stuff um, goes goes out the window. But my reservation is, can they actually get the talent in the building to make it always work? Where That's what you hope, right? And that's why I think they you know, paid Fickle what they paid him and are allowing him to do um, what he's best at going into Ohio, PA, uh, a lot of different areas. Obviously, it's important to continue to, to do well in the state of Wisconsin and in the surrounding areas. But now the transfer portal, you can do a rebuild overnight. If you're able to do that and you have a structure and you have the people in place to do so, I think you got to do it. I feel good. I feel better than I felt before the hire was made. But one of the reasons I'm not all the way in is because, like, in order for this to work perfectly, like I look back at North Carolina and why it was so successful – they had two NFL running backs there in 2020. One of them's on the Broncos, one's on the Jets. They had an NFL quarterback. They had an NFL receiver. Uh, and then you look back this past year, they had one of the best quarterbacks in the country and some NFL guys where let's say I'm a top-level transfer portal guy and NIL is going to mean a lot and I'm not going to project whether Wisconsin will have that money and will spend it. Hopefully they will. But – a lot of a lot of teams across the country run similar, or like the opportunity isn't only here at Wisconsin. Would this be that destination? And I hope it is. And they're kind of going to need it to be. But my reservation is, okay, like yes, I, I think it'll be positive, but can it truly work? I think it can work. I absolutely do. And and reason being, I always and I, I keep referencing that, but that's where the game is going. There are very few Derrick Henry type running backs anymore like you have to be able to be a three down back you have to be able to come out of the backfield split out be a receiver uh and i think that can lure some top talent as well how much do you think weather could matter 
Like my other big question is, let's say it's November 16th and you are at home against Iowa or at Kinnick Stadium and it's 20 degrees with a 10 degree wind chill and 20 mile an hour winds. Not the worst weather in the world, but enough to maybe affect a passing game. Well, there's no doubt that's going to be a factor, but again, going back to the coordinator and what the split was, I mean, it was a 50-50 run-pass split. Other teams are doing the exact same stuff. Like, that's the landscape. That's what the offenses are starting to do. Um, and the reality is you're, you're going to have to be able to run the ball, and you're going to have to be able to – you know, throw different personnel groupings in and create the one-on-one matchups. But if you can't throw the ball and get it to a slot receiver and let him do it, like, you have other problems. You're kind of screwed anyway, yeah. Right. Yeah. So the weather's going to play a factor, but that's the same thing across the Big Ten throughout the country. Yeah, I, I see that. I mean, it, it definitely seems like a system that players would want to play in. We've seen the first instance of that with, Wisconsin wide receiver, or former Wisconsin wide receiver, now current Marcus Allen, who entered the transfer portal. He then committed to Minnesota nine, ten days ago. He then decommitted yesterday, I think after the news dropped. I like to say he decommitted after P.J. Fleck got an extension, which was also the case. So why did he decommit? Was it because of the coaching change? We don't know. Okay. He was committed to Minnesota. There are other factors. There's some uncertainty there. Yes, okay. but uh, this has all happened in the last right. – like, it all happened today pretty much. He decommits from Minnesota. He now wants to come back to Wisconsin. It at least tells me that a wide receiver that was kind of highly touted coming out of high school wants to play in the system. Yeah, I think so. And, yeah. and that's what a lot of these kids are going to find when they rush to the portal. But, again, not sure exactly why you would commit somewhere. And then decommit that quickly. There has to be some other factors that are playing into this that we don't know about. Well, I, I want to get into maybe not the other if factors. It's just strictly based on the coaching change, like that kid's making the wrong decision in the first place and how he's evaluating the factors of where he wants to be. That's, that's my take on it, but that's what a lot of these individuals are going to see when they start going into the portal and there's some uncertainty and there's changing and – like, there could be a coaching change next year. Are yeah. you just going to hop around based off of a coach or a system? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think. I guess that's the case. I, I don't think that would be the best route. Um, I, I want to talk about maybe not the, the factors, but what the reaction is like. Because it's something yeah. we're going to see. Uh, and it's something that isn't only going to happen in this instance. It'll happen with this portal. And, and as things are situated, it'll happen as time goes along. So I, I want to touch on that when we come back. We'll keep talking about Phil Longo, what Wisconsin could look like. I, I want to talk about Jim Leonard because he announced on Tuesday that he would not be returning after the bowl game. I want to talk about what could be next, his career as a whole. A lot more to come. Bill, it's also Army-Navy game this week, and I, I'll give you an update. Zach totally crapped the bed with his picks. So I've, <laughs> I've taken the lead, uh, and I we'll get it. picks for that. There's a lot to come. That's Bill Nagy. I'm Ben Kenny. We're live at Monks and Sun Prairie. Come on by. you got happy hour every day of the week. Uh, no football games this weekend, obviously. The Packers are on by. The Badgers uh, play December 27th. But come find a Monks location near you. Enjoy it. you got specials from 3 to 7. Great food as well. Come to Monks Bar and Grill. All right. Lots to come. It's Kenny and Heilprin. This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network.
All right, welcome back. Kenny and Heilbrim, live from Monks and Sun Prairie. Come on by. I see the Wisconsin volleyball game is getting ready to tip off. I, I believe the proper term is there. Uh, is that right? tonight? Serve off. Yeah, I, I think it's starting right in a, in a couple so minutes. I thought it was I tomorrow. Some, I have some friends that are heading down there. I think if they win, they advance. Um, I'm no expert, but probably the best team on campus anyway. Um, so I, we're talking about the portal and Marcus Allen, who is now apparently coming back to Wisconsin. Now there was reaction from Jack Sitchi, former Wisconsin linebacker, played in the NFL. He was on the staff this year. He tweeted out, and it has since been deleted, quote, ran the wrong routes consistently, dropped countless passes in games and practice, couldn't take responsibility and enters portal, dot, 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 commits to arrival, decommits, and expects to be welcomed back. Kids are so soft, it's embarrassing. Now, would I have tweeted that? Probably not. I don't know if whatever that comes from it is worth it. It was since deleted. But I guess overall, when it comes to the portal, and let's say a situation like this had you know, faced you when, when you were in school and someone leaves and then decides to come back, that's going to happen in, in today's age probably a good amount when they realize there aren't better opportunities. What would the reaction be? Well, it was just a completely different time when I was going to school. But the reality is, is you grow the most as a player, as a man, and become the best you because of some of those tough times. And that's the thing that I dislike about the transfer portal is that you're never, a lot of these guys are never going to reach their true potential because they're going to take the first ticket out because the grass is always greener. So that's what I absolutely hate about the transfer portal. I think there's some good things that can come from it because as you see, coaches, they're jumping around. They're doing the best thing for themselves and their family. But at the end of the day, it's, there's going to be some adversity. You're going to have to overcome it, and you got to find a place where you want to be and you have to trust the program, right? We had Jack Nelson and Bordellini on the show a couple weeks back, and there's a bunch of stuff, a bunch of noise, everything going around within the program. And they're like, you know what? We just trust the program, and we're here, and we want to be here. Man, that was the bye week. That feels like years ago in terms of everything that's happened. Um, And Tanner Bordellini was back with us last week or two weeks ago and uh, last week and said that he will be back with Wisconsin. I broke the news uh, on the show. And uh, in in a time that maybe there have been some reports that have not surfaced as true, uh, we are one for one. Or I guess two for two. We said Fickle was also coaching the bowl game. Uh, So there's that. I also feel like there could be something there with the fact he committed to Minnesota. For sure. And the dynamic is just kind of odd. Yeah. First off, going back to the tweet, I think that there's a, an obvious reason why it was deleted. Right? Yes. <laughs> uh, that's what he felt. I think a lot of people felt that way too. And that's just the reality. When you put yourself out there and you're going to transfer and you're going to transfer to a rival. The. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah. Right? But, yeah, that's. And to his last statement that, that kids are soft, I think that, you know, we could we could go on this for a long time, but what the NCAA and the transfer portal and all this stuff has created, it's, it's made them be able to be soft. They're able to take the first ticket out. It's a system problem. It's not necessarily a kid problem. 
I yeah. like to think it's a good problem. I think it is. Because the reality is, it's hard. It's hard to go in there and compete. And you want every year to go great. You want every game to go great. But that's just not the game. And that's what makes it great. But I think that you're going to start seeing some of the products suffer from that. And you're going to start seeing a lot of the developments as well. Especially for a program like Wisconsin. Because they're not going to be Ohio State. They're not going to be Alabama. They're not going to get the recruits Michigan does on a year-to-year basis. You have to trust the process once you get in those four walls to put in the work from the weight room, compete, and, you know, get to the best you year three, four, whenever that is. And things can change. Again, there's a lot of change going on within the program. But that's how it's been, and that's how I think it's going to continue to have to be because not going to be able to get the five stars like some of the other. And we're not, we don't have the funds to be able to do that either, whether that's through the transfer portal or just through recruiting in general. I don't know. The collective's out here tweeting. The, the collective's asking for people's donations, which well, I they... don't know where all this money's coming from with <laughs> Fickle and, and all the other stuff, but I'm happy that it's there. Uh, but again, when you look at a, a program like Ohio State where it's $11 million to retain, that's not to go get new talent. That's to retain a roster. And that I bet is you a different level of if we're trying to chase it. And when you look where the ceiling could potentially be, there still has to be the strong core with the strength and conditioning and developing the program and all that stuff. It's just you can't snap your fingers and it happens. Which I, I think we go back to when we talked about the fickle hire. That's what makes him attractive to a place like this because that's what he's done well. And yeah, he was in Cincinnati, which, you know, it's in Ohio, right. a lot of good talent around there and in neighboring states but the way he was able to develop like or find a guy like sauce Gardner, for instance the jets cornerback who is a stud he was a three-star and suddenly he comes in the building and and he's amazing where he has shown a track record to uh the kids that come in are either better than their recruiting grade or they develop so ter- tremendously and then they make a big impact yeah the other factor too that nobody's really talked about is Admissions to get into Wisconsin are a little bit than admissions to get into Cincinnati. When you start recruiting kids, right? The university, it's it's important. It's always going to be that. It's always going to be a, a unbelievable place, and you want to hold it to that high standard. But when we're talking football, we're talking it's a business. It's a business now, and a lot of these kids, you know, the reality is, is school is not the number one priority. Yeah, I guess when it comes to the portal, I think so, many people bring up on the show I work on every day, oh, you know, if Wisconsin lowers their eligibility requirements, then we could get five stars, which, I, I mean, I disagree with the notion. And there was the whole Gary Anderson thing, and he was unhappy with the, the academic stuff. I, I think when it comes down to it, and let's say there's a top-tier quarterback, like, and, and he really needed to get in the program, I think they would find a way to do it. Um, I mean, I have my sights on a lot of them, but that's because I've been refreshing. Like, if you look at my computer, I have the transfer portal page open, and I've just been refreshing all day, Um, which is kind of a sad thing to do because there are, like, thousands of people in there. But there's some great quarterbacks. Um, I I don't know. I I think the – when you look at the recruiting base and, like, yeah, there might be a kid or two here and there that couldn't get in, 
and that sucks. But I don't think it's the one thing keeping Wisconsin from going from where they're at to where they want to go on the recruiting trail. I think that's more geography. I think it's a factor, though. I really do. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, I guess it'll come down to how they develop because they haven't developed well overall in the last couple of years. Probably one of the reasons that the Paul Christ offense started to, you know, become stagnant. And Luke Fickle is a great developer, so so we'll see. My my expectations for recruiting aren't sky high, even though he's shown to be a very good recruiter. It's the development that I really want to see. And I guess that all ties into the offensive coordinator and the offensive system and yeah. the quarterback, because if they can get a guy in and then you see some really good development jobs done across the offense, that's when we see – the offense hit a next level. Yeah, did Fickle, did he bring over the strength and conditioning coach? He did. He had? Okay. Yep. That's strength what and, I thought. Strength and That's conditioning. So important. That's that can that is the, one of the most important factors in building a program. Couple really recruiting is. guys as well who he has a track record with. I've liked the way he's he's crafted the staff overall. It's kind of a weird dynamic that the old staff is coaching a bowl game with him at the helm. Feels kind of weird, but I've liked the way overall he's crafted the staff, and they are bringing in the offensive line coach from North Carolina as well. That guy has a, quite a track record too. He's got some NFL experience. He's he's been around. He's been a head coach. I think that's going to be a good hire, um, from what I've seen. But again, what you worry about is somebody that's jumped around a decent amount, and that's what it looks like has happened in the past, right? I think you just want somebody that's going to stick there, develop guys, and not uh, you know, be looking for another opportunity, whether that's in the NFL or another program. Um, but that's, that's just the landscape of where things are at. Well, that's some people's reservation of Fickle, right? They, they right. saw the name. They say, oh, he might go to Ohio State, which I would argue if he does, that probably means he did a darn good job at Wisconsin. Well, I look at the jobs that he had passed up. And I don't know if he was truly offered some of those other head coaching positions last year or if there was a, even a contract in front of him for, to, for him to sign. But the reality is is he has passed up on some other really solid opportunities. So I think it was truly just the right place, right time for him to make that move. Yeah. All right, that is Bill Nagy. When we return, going to get into the Jim Leonard situation. What could be next? How do we, you know, put somewhat of his career into perspective? We're live at Monks and Sun Prairie. Kenny and Heilprin, again, no Zach tonight. Bill Nagy is here with us. Come on by. Monks across the state. We're at the one in Sun Prairie. Place to be if you want to watch Badger Volleyball. They are playing it on the televisions as well as much more. So find a Monks near you. A lot more to come. It's Kenny and Heilprin. This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. All right, we are back. It is Kenny and Heilprin, Monks and Sun Prairie. The place is filling up. It was a little, little quiet when I got here around 4 o'clock. The place is filling up. Some energy for Wisconsin volleyball. Saw, saw Luke Fickle at a game. That was pretty cool. The other week. He's doing the right stuff. Definitely. Some people tweeted and asked if he was wearing socks because that was something Zach and I had talked about and apparently has now become his mantra. He's not a sock guy. In his introductory press conference, no socks. Okay. And I, I just wonder with the weather where it is, whether that's continued. 
Maybe it is, but people see those pictures. He's also on a recruiting visit, which, by the way, you mentioned he's done things right. He's been to, like, every high school in the state. That was cool to see last Creating week. relationships. With yeah. all that's going on, him taking the time and going to some of those schools. And granted, there's some big recruits at some of the ones that he was at. But that's so important. And I think that uh, that just shows well. That feels like what Gary Anderson did not do, where he kind of tried to neglect it and think he was above it or try to do it his way. Fickle that gets that a, part. Yeah, that guy's just a bad word. <laughs> Whenever you bring up Gary Anderson, it just shakes your head. You just yeah. shake your head. Which, but he did give us a perfect blueprint of a non-Wisconsin guy to come in and what yeah. not to do. What not to do, exactly. <laughs> so then whenever exactly. Pickle does, then I guess it's positive. Uh, which the bar in that regard is low, where it's like, oh, you're at a volleyball game. Oh, you're across the state with coaches. I love you. You know what? And, and Paul Chris doesn't get enough credit the program back to where it needed to be. Yeah. Like he was the right guy for the job for that time period. Man, I said it when they fired him. I like obviously the talk was what's next, but I I took 15 minutes on the podcast I did and talked about what like yes, it hasn't been good the last couple of years, but what he meant because without Paul Christ, yeah. Without Paul Christ, Luke Fickle doesn't take the Wisconsin job. For where sure. Wisconsin could have fallen off like Nebraska did in a way, makes it a lot less attractive of a job to take. Wisconsin was one year away. One more year away with Gary Anderson from being in a really, really bad spot. Yeah. A very bad spot. And we're not even having these conversations today. You're right. So I, I hope, I mean, just from a fan perspective, I hope Paul Christ finds a, finds a good job, whatever's next, whatever level. I, I just hope he finds somewhere that works. Uh, and He's going to have plenty of opportunities. I see him ending up in the NFL as a quarterback, passing game coordinator, similar to uh, – and this is a bad comparison, but Sarkeesian, he had some off-the-field issues, but yep. finding his way, <laughs> yes, he did. catching on, being a position coach, getting around some of the best minds in the game, and then kind of having a, a resurgence with what he's had with Texas right now. So I could see Paul doing that, but again, I don't know if Paul wants another head coaching job. Oh, that I think buyout he just truly is... loves, yeah, first off from you know where he's at financially, but also what he truly loves doing and what his passion is. And I think he's going to find that fit, and he's going to absolutely love it. Yeah, that, that buyout life is terrific. Whew. Just great. But Alabama offensive analyst Paul Christ. <laughs> it could happen. Seriously. Everyone else does it. Yeah. And, and Bill O'Brien's out the door because that offense wasn't good. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about Jim Leonard for a second because he, is, he announced on Tuesday he is leaving after the bowl game. We haven't talked much about it on this show because yep. the offensive coordinator was hired and so much has happened. I guess, what was your overall reaction to when we saw the news, aside from what may or may not have been said last weekend about it? Yeah, I think it was a little unfortunate, and I don't know how that was leaked. And obviously the report that came out with Patricus, um, the reality is I think somebody is you know, trying to create – a way that this is perceived and they're driving it to whatever it is leaking out certain information um but the reality is is i think that uh it's a bummer right because that weekend everybody was super fired up and everybody wants it to work out and trying to figure out a, a world where everybody can be happy 
Oh, but I, I, was, I just don't think that that was ever going to be the case. Right? I was building him a statue. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody, all I was Wisconsin naming streets fans, after him. Everybody loves Jim Leonard. Yeah. There's no question about it. And it's just absolutely unfortunate how it played out in my eyes. Is he, and you might be biased either way, but do you think he's the best defensive coordinator Wisconsin's had? He's up there. I think Dave Aranda did a heck of a job, and I was able to be on staff when, when he was there. Um, but it's hard to say that you know he isn't in that conversation, right? Just because of what he was able to get out of his players, right? Not trying to over-scheme everything, but just making it simple to where guys can feel confident and just play fast. That's, that's what I saw from him. And it wasn't always the most talented group. It really wasn't if you were going to line it up and do one-on-one matchups, but he was able to get the most out of his players. And I think that's what makes him such a great coach. And his experience too, like he played under some unbelievable coordinators in the NFL, um, his experience, his knowledge. And when he was in the NFL, he was the live headset guy for the Ryan defenses, which is one of the most complicated defenses out there, right? Yeah. So. You know, his coaching experience extends well before he even showed up to Wisconsin, in my eyes. Yeah, you mentioned the maybe the not most talented guys that excelled. And I don't mean this as a slight to him, but whenever I think of the greatness of Jim Leonard, I think about 2021 a lot because of how great that defense was and how just perfect it all worked. But the way that a lot of players developed throughout their careers, that when they were seniors, they went off or they were big parts, what Noah Burks was able to do in that defense, where I go back to Penn State 2021, start start of the year, the offense is struggling, but Penn State enters the year with a lot of offensive weapons and a good quarterback, and it felt like every time they had a third and four, they would go to throw something to Dotson on the side, and Noah Burks suddenly just appeared right in the middle of where the ball was going to go. We're just like perfectly choreographed, and Noah Burks is a really good player, but what he was able to do and in the system, I, I agree completely. But that goes back to just the scheme, right? And everybody's talking about, you know, the new hires and everything else. What Jim does great and what he did great was he put the players in the best position to make those plays, right? That's all you can ask for, right, is give your guy a chance because there's so much that goes into it. You can over-scheme. You can try to, you know, do too much but his guys knew exactly what to do and how to do it and then just played fast and i mean we also saw the reaction to him as head coach yeah i I think that tells you enough of how much he's adored um i guess now that he is leaving after the bowl game and we go into next year with just a completely different culture with a different head coach a different offensive coordinator a different defensive coordinator where usually there's some semblance of turnover culture-wise, or maybe it's familiar. I guess what would that be like as a player in the room? And not how long would it take to grow accustomed to it, but what is that grow accustomed process like? And is that something also that is helped by the fact that there is a bowl game in three weeks so they kind of get a taste of what it could be like? I think it creates competition. That's, That's what I see. You think if you get a new boss or you have somebody that's, new to you know running an organization you want to be the best you it is a complete blank slate to where you get to you know create your destiny 
right? Some guys that may have not been, you know, worked into uh, rotation or whatever it is. It's your chance to earn more reps or, you know, it, it's a new start. So with that, it's don't care what happened in the past. We're moving forward here. There's going to be people that come in, whether it's the transfer portal or new recruits, whatever it may be. It's a, it's a chance, and I think that creates the best you. Whether it's competition internally or from the outside, that's, that's what I see as being exciting, right? It's not somebody, oh, well, you know, this is what I did last year. I'm going to rely on that. This has been my position, coach. We're good. I feel great. It's a completely new thing. So everybody's got to show up and they got to earn it. That's what I, I think is exciting about it. Yeah, yeah, and and that could be positive across the team where you talk about O-line. Bob Bostad, sure. by the way, is out here. Bob Bostad has offered every state of Wisconsin lineman in every class. He's now at Indiana. Has he? Oh, my. Uh, he is He is throwing out offers That's to every funny. one of them, which I, I figure, like, it's all the same kids he was recruiting here. But yeah. literally, I was on Twitter today, and they're all getting retweeted. It was like, oh, picked up an offer from Indiana. It's like, yeah, both stats working. Well, it's an extreme, and I bring this up, but the whole Deion Sanders thing, right? It's, hey, if you don't want to compete, like, there's the door. Let's go, right? This is a complete new opportunity for you, and if you're afraid of it, see you later. And that's not the mentality that this staff is going to have, but it creates that competition to where I think you're going to get the best from each individual. Yeah, it's what Deion Sanders is doing, but with a little more. Oh, no question. Carry yeah. over not, not comparing and structure. Those two, but it's also <laughs> it creates that like if you watched him talk to the team. Yeah. And you saw some of like the man. actual athletes in that room, and they're like, "Oh man, like I got to show up and I got to bring it every day." Well, because there's going to be somebody that's that's coming in that's going to take take my job. Well, a lot of them entered the portal. So as they probably <laughs> should. They don't have well, a he said, he said, I'm coming and I'm bringing luggage <laughs> yeah. and it's Louie, <laughs> uh, which I, I don't know. There's, there's probably a joke there yeah. of what luggage fickle could be bringing, but I'm not, I don't know enough about fashion to make a, a neither do comparison. I, neither do I. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited. Listen, it's an exciting time. And I guess to tie it all together, that was the word I w- Zach and I used last night. I don't know what it's going to look like perfectly. I don't know what's perfectly going to work. But as a fan, it is exciting. And I cannot say that they didn't try to go for it. Like, they are they, they are going for it with the yep. hires that are made. So we'll see what comes of it. And, and hopefully it's a lot of success. All right. That's Bill Nagy. I'm Ben Kenny. We'll be back after this. We'll be picking Army-Navy uh, and, and tie a bow on this whole conversation. Stay right there. It's Kenny and Heilprin. This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. All right. Kenny and Heilprin, live from Monks and Sun Prairie. Bill Nagy is here. Zach is not. Uh, he will be back on Tuesday. We miss him dearly. Uh, I, I'm sure he is. He is uh, at the core unhappy with uh, hearing me talk to myself like I did solo on Tuesday. Was so it like, just you Tuesday? It was. Well, he called in for oh, a long yeah. segment. We got his take on everything. Uh, and one thing we haven't discussed is Braylon Allen coming back, yeah. which is very exciting. Yes, like there's been a lot of turnover. Isaac Arendo is in the portal. 
where, I mean, he's a really good player, and it's beneficial, and I think he benefits from this offensive change. Yet, it does kind of tell me that Wisconsin's got some juice in the NIL game. Because I'm sure other programs were out there trying to throw some money around. I think Arendo would be a great fit for this new offense. That's why it kind of bums me out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it kind of comes with the territory where if Malusi also comes back, which he said he'll come back for his fifth season, you don't, you wonder where the carries come from. And that's a guy that has the talent to go start somewhere. Right. Maybe not top, top of the country, but he's good. Uh, that's what's tough about the portal, though, is it could be a situation where stars could emerge when someone else gets hurt, where now they might not be there anymore. So, so who's the starting running back next year, Malusi or Allen? I think it's primarily Braylon. Man, I though, think Malusi's a great fit for this offense. Well, I was going to say I'd love to see close to a 60-40, 50-50 I think split. it's going to be a split, man. I really do. I think it's going to benefit both of them, if they both can stay healthy, obviously. Well, we saw that in 2021. When Braylon was at its best, his best, it was also when Malusi was healthy right? and running because their styles are a little different. Um, but, yes, I, I'm sure the space will help. I'm yeah, sure. You can get both of those guys in there and do some cool things. Yeah, two running backs. Uh, what do you make of maybe the personnel changes? Are you sad that the fullback position could be dead? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Me being a, a homer, definitely sad to see that. As well as the tight end position, too. I know there's been a lot of talk on, you know, how a tight end or there's been an unbelievable amount of great tight ends that have come out of Wisconsin. And I think that's a, a Big Ten thing. But I also think that uh, there's still spots for them. But, again, I, I do also think that that's just the way the game is changing and evolving. I think Dawson, Dawson knocks on the Bills – uh, yes, he was at Ole Miss under Phil Longo. Yeah. They had D.K. Metcalf, A.J. Brown, and Dawson Knox, the same offense. And actually their quarterback was Shea Patterson, this kid who transferred to Michigan yeah. for that one year. They had some studs. He might have been the guy. Do you remember in 2019, maybe it was 17, when Reggie Pearson knocked out a Michigan quarterback? Yeah. I think that might have been a game Shea Patterson started. I forget Really? I, I could be wrong, but that name was – he was at Michigan. But, anyway, I say that all to say Dawson Knox was at Ole Miss. Like, he's had talented tight ends. I don't know how productive they – I don't know how based right. around the tight end it is. So, we'll see. I, I, I'm interested to see the fit, to see how it all fits, right? And It'll be see. interesting to see, you know, the personnel that does stick around, how that can either uh, – guys can evolve into a new system or it can hurt and be a, a tougher turnaround to implement this right yeah we asked tanner bordellini this but let's say not only is it more of a spread concept but let's say the quarterback behind you runs and isn't only in one place behind you does that change a lot let's say from the o-line perspective it doesn't because at the core, like, you know what the concept is with the play. And if you know if the, the quarterback's going to go do something that is not within it, that's on him, right? So I don't think it changes too much, but I think it changes a little bit of, you know, finishing each play, right? And, and making sure that um, 
you know, not just in the run game, that's a given, but in the pass game too. Yeah. I have you started to dive into the inner depths of the portal to see which quarterbacks you may or may not like? I haven't. You haven't? I haven't. I've asked around. I don't who's who do you think is a potential fit for Wisconsin? Well, Zach likes to joke because I think all the good players are potential fits, and then some of them just aren't going to be on Wisconsin's radar. But Hudson Card from Texas, and I say that because one of the Vegas books has Wisconsin third best odds to land him. That's crazy that Vegas has odds on the transfer portal. So it's in that. Well, yeah, I'm sure that is prime for prime for fixing, but it's in the realm of possibility, I guess. But he's transferring because they have. Quinn Ewers, right. and then Arch Manning coming in. So I don't see how he starts, and he's talented, and he's athletic. Uh, so there's a fit. There are a lot of there's so many quarterbacks in the portal because it's not only guys that want to find new uh, greener pastures. It's guys that maybe want to make more money and go somewhere else. It's guys that maybe were not evaluated properly in the recruiting process. I don't know. It's it's very odd, but. There are some options, and I, I assume they're going to bring someone in. Um, they have to. But we do have the, the guaranteed rate bowl come December 27th. Does the uh, Miles Burkett versus the Oklahoma State second team get you going? I don't want to say I feel bad because it's another opportunity to play. And anytime you get a, a bowl game there's opportunity to continue to develop and practice and be with your teammates and there's a a fun element to it but as we just talked about with a new coach a new coaching staff being around there's also going to be a lot of competition too so I don't think it's going to be one of those bowl games where it's just hey you know the old staff's still going to be there we're going to mail it in like these guys are competing every day for their job whatever they put on tape it's out there and it's real so I don't know. I think it's possible to, to have a, a pleasant surprise. I don't know anything about Burkett or the quarterback situation, but we'll see. I know, hopefully he comes out and competes. Yeah, and the Wisconsin guys that have entered the portal so far don't figure to be impact starters next year, except for Graham Mertz would have been. Uh, it's a lot of guys that are likely going because of playing time. Oklahoma yeah. State has 12 starters gone. Yeah, it's just got to be such an interesting deal going through this month and having some of the old staff members still around right? and finishing out their contract, and that's the right thing to do. And I get other guys get opportunities, like Coach Bostad's already at Indiana, but still just trying to, to piece together full practice, and I think there could be some fun with it too. But I don't know. It, it's just a, a weird situation. It does feel like something that could help. Uh, Luke Fickle grow accustomed. I think just being around the team, right, and getting to know the guys and the personality, that, seeing that's so the culture—that's just so important. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, also interacting with some of the old coaches and the relationships too. Like you learn the dynamic through that too. Well, and old players that could be gone, like a John right. Torchio or right. Nick Herbig or Keanu Benton, the captains that are going to the NFL or are done. I'm sure it could give good wisdom as to what works. You know, it still is positive that when you look at the transfer portal, and granted, it's happening everywhere. But like you said, the individuals that have decided to go into that, they were not necessarily impact-type players. 
Yeah. Right. So there's still going to be a good core group there. Yep. Definitely. All right. So uh, we have to do this. I'm contractually obligated. The Army Navy game is on Saturday, Bill. And um, after last week, I went three and two in conference championship week. I was right about the downfall of both USC and TCU. I went three and two. Zach went one and four, and he pretty much missed everything except for a. a what are the what are the where are the standings at the total standings? Right I am thirty five, thirty eight and one. Are you guys doing bowl games? Yeah. Okay. Zach is thirty three, forty and one. And we're picking Army Navy. Do you do, do you have any thought aside from it's a beautiful sporting spectacle and the under is probably going to hit? It's a yeah. That, that's such a cool game and such a cool tradition. I have no idea on either one of those teams. Yeah. Isn't it like a pick 'em? Isn't it pretty uh, close to it? It is Navy minus two and a half. Okay. I'm gonna go Army. Okay. Uh, I'm actually with you. I'm taking Army plus two and a half. Zach is taking Navy, so maybe he'll okay. get a leg up. The the unders in service academy games, Army, Air Force, Navy. What is it set at right now? It, uh, Thirty-two and a half. It's oh. actually higher than the total of Kentucky, Iowa. Yeah, I was going to say, I might take the over. <laughs> well, the under is like 49-1 and one in the last 10 years. Well, take the over. Between those teams. Um, well, so, Vegas, if it's that, yeah. Yeah, it's got to. Or, or maybe green. they just. Uh, Not red or black, but green. That's yeah. what it is. That's true. Roulette. Maybe they choose to go under. Maybe your winnings. Yeah, double zeros green. Maybe your winnings can go to the NIL <laughs> collective so we could talk about getting some, some top-tier quarterback play in, in on campus. Um, all right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, again, I, I'm on Army. Zach will be on Navy. Enjoy the game this weekend. Enjoy all the games. Bill, thank you as always. Um, maybe one day when you, when you join there won't be some earth-shattering news. So this we'll just have a normal though. football discussion. Oh, it's great. And we could keep doing this. There's so much to talk about. Oh, it's great. I, I cannot complain with what uh, the Wisconsin football program has provided in terms of storylines. Uh, but we will talk to you on Tuesday. We will we'll recap. We'll reconvene. Maybe more things will happen. Maybe they won't. Anyway, we'll talk to you then.